I'm just going. Okay. Welcome to the Millennial Crew. <laughs> November 1st, 2019. I'm here with uh, good homie Jimmy Nicholson. Let's give him a big hand, everybody. All right, Jimmy, Jimmy and I are hanging out here in Maui, and uh, nice of you to stop by this afternoon. Yes. You know, just a quick trip. Just a quick trip, yes. And where are you from? Live in a little place called Kettlebridge in the Kingdom of Fife in Scotland. Oh, very nice. Just 7,000 miles from here. <laughs> so what brought you here? Uh, many things. The weather, your mum... Your gran. <laughs> um, yeah, just good, good friends, really good friends. Uh, that, that was the main attraction. The scenery and the great weather is just a bonus. Very nice, very nice. Is this, this is your, not your first time here? No, second time. We were here January 2017. Oh, very nice. So, um, yeah, we were planning on leaving it a few years, but I'm afraid it just was one of those things <laughs> where we were desperate to come back. So. Very nice, very nice. So what are some of the highlights? What do you what do you like to do most when you're visiting? The beach has a massive attraction because going in the water is just fantastic. Feels good. Huh? Just a tip for everybody out there listening. See, when you do go swimming in the ocean, do not take your phone, your cell phone <laughs> with you. Um <laughs> It was a costly mistake. It cost me $1,050 to buy a new one because I wrecked the one that I had. So that's tip number one. So that was one of the, the things. The beach. Loved it. Love the beach. We just love touring the island. It's been great. We've been at the uh, Io uh, Monument Valley Park. Fantastic. We've been up the way the north of Maui. And we were really, really lucky and fortunate that we got a two-day trip over to Oahu and went to the Polynesian Cultural Centre and um, just see some of the culture of some of the Polynesian What were some of the things that were over there? Well, um, going there, well, the big thing for me was picking up my new phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> tip number two, you can't buy an unlocked phone on Maui. So <laughs> either bring a spare or be prepared to go to Oahu to buy another one. So um, the, the PCC, Polynesian Cultural Centre, was tremendous. Just seeing the cultures of uh, the likes of Fiji, Tahiti, New Zealand, Samoa, um, and Hawaii. Did they do a, like a presentation or performance? Yeah, throughout the day there's presentations every so often for, for each of the islands. Oh. It could be song and dance. Uh, the Samoan one was particularly interesting because... They had um, demonstrations, you know, it sounds simple, but, you know, like how to open a coconut, but how they actually extract the coconut, it's, you know, the, the flakes uh, and the little tool that they used to do that, huh. um, how to create fire just from rubbing basically two sticks together. Wow. So lots of tips. It was it was really interesting, you know. Could have spent a lot longer there because we didn't get a chance to go around everything. And then there was a show at night uh, called, I think, The Breath of Life. Oh, cool. Uh, ha, The Breath of Life. Absolutely brilliant. Tip number three, if you are coming over here, go to Oahu, go to the Polynesian Cultural Centre. You will love it. Very nice. So, travelling to Hawaii, is it pretty... 
pretty intense? Is it a long? It's a long journey. I, I mean, I think if we were coming directly with no hold-ups, the quickest we can get here is 21 hours. Oof. So for us, that was flying. The, when we came in 2017, we fly from Edinburgh, which is the capital of Scotland, to London, capital of England. We then flew, or should have flown, to Vancouver, um, and then from Vancouver to Maui. So 21 hours. Going back, I think we did 23. We flew to Vancouver, then from Vancouver to Frankfurt in Germany. Wow. And then flew direct to Edinburgh. So, yeah, it can take a lot longer. Wow. This time we've kind of broken the journey so you up. you fly west? Yes, we fly west. Yeah, so across the Atlantic and across the Pacific. Wow, that's pretty impressive. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Scotland then? You were saying that you're a fan of the of football? Yes, real football. Not the football you have over here, real football where you use your feet. <laughs> Hence the reason it's called football. Um, I absolutely am passionate about my country. It is beautiful. We don't have the, the weather that we have here in Maui right now, um, but we have four seasons so very cold in the winter very very yeah, warmish in the summer do but we have a lot of tourists yeah tourism is one of scotland's biggest um financial um you know brings a lot of money into the country yeah, it's a big contributor a massive contributor food and drink you know um obviously whiskey is a major major um product which is exported <laughs> all over the world um, however, I'm not sure how much he'll be getting sent to the States now that a certain president in power has decided to put on 25% tax uh, to all um, Scottish whiskey coming in. So that might decrease a little bit. Not sure. But yeah, Scotland, beautiful country. It ha it's very, very um, imaginative. The people going back in time, industry, we've created a heck of a lot of products that we use today simple ones like the telephone and tv oh wow you know the tarmac on the road was a scotsman the macintoshes that you wear scotsman yeah. you know in fact anything you'll <laughs> find a scotsman somewhere very nice uh, in the line yes that's neat that's neat so do most of the tourists come in the summer or winter um predominantly i would say they do come in the 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 summer you know, see the castles the, yeah because every corner you turn there's a castle <laughs> um, but yeah Edinburgh is a major major draw because you've got Edinburgh Castle the Royal Mile you've got the palace Holyrood Palace which is where the Queen uh, lives when um, she has official engagements in Scotland she also has another castle about two hours drive from us called Brimar. Um so but yeah we've got about three miles from my home, we have a, a palace where they filmed the series Outlander. Huh. Is it Outlander? Oh. Yeah, so they, they filmed that uh, just wow. three miles from, from our house. They must film a lot of movies there. Well, yeah, um, I think, again, the taxation's been relaxed, so to make it you know fast and furious the latest one's just been filming in edinburgh oh really yeah so they had many of the streets closed off so they could shoot some of the scenes there etc oh, so neat. yeah so um is it vin diesel yeah yeah just for those of you are out there i kind of have a similar look to vin diesel <laughs> <laughs> it's true 
Well, I'm bald like him. That's about as far as it goes. Um, but yeah, so they just filmed. They just filmed it. And, um, wow, that's neat. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it, it's good, as I say, food and drink, agriculture. Of course, we've got oil. Um, massive amount of oil, which the British government, who are based in Westminster, have basically plundered and stolen all the revenue and squandered it. <laughs> so I'm a huge advocate for Scottish independence. It's not about Scotland being wealthier or poorer. It's about having the opportunity for our own government, because we have our own government, um, to make all decisions rather than Westminster, which is where um, the basically predominantly English-led governments make decisions for Scotland. Mm -hmm. So it's to put that in kind, some kind of perspective, it would be like America making decisions for Canada. Sure, it wouldn't go down too well for the Canadians. Well, there's an increasing number of Scots because of Brexit that are getting very, very hate up and passionate about Scotland becoming an independent country. Will, because will you explain a little bit about what Brexit is? Yeah, Brexit, the, uh, the United Kingdom, which is Scotland, England, uh, Northern Ireland and Wales, had a vote in 2016. And the question was, do you want to leave the European Union? Yes or no? So, Scotland voted 62% to remain in the European Union, the EU. Northern Ireland, I think they were 52%. But England and Wales, they voted to leave the EU. And because there are more people that live in England than Scotland, Wales and Ireland combined, it doesn't really matter how we vote, it's how England votes. So, the fact that they voted. So, the overall vote was 52%. Um, wanted to leave and 48% uh, wanted to That's remain. pretty close. It was very close, but individually, because we are supposed to be four equal nations, which I can assure you as a Scot, we're definitely not an equal nation in um, Great Britain or United Kingdom. Nothing great or united about it at the moment. And um, we, uh, Scotland, voted 62%. Every region of Scotland, there wow. are 32 regions in Scotland, every single one voted to remain in the EU and over three years all the arguments that have taken place Scotland voice has never been heard in Westminster which is where the United Kingdom Parliament sit right. so it has opened an awful lot of people's eyes who voted no in the last Scottish independence referendum in 2014 that Scotland really doesn't have a seat at the table and it doesn't matter what we or our Parliament decide if Westminster decides something different it will get passed hmm. because we just don't have the numbers in Westminster. Um, so that's a bit disappointing. But um, from the point of view that more people have had their eyes opened, great. It means we're getting closer, one step closer to getting independence. So Brexit isn't necessarily for Scotland to break off from England. It's for the four countries to separate from the United That's right. The, As a United, United Kingdom, Kingdom, it's for uh, yeah, for the United Kingdom to leave the European Union. But Scots, 62%, and probably more now, but 62%. What would be the reason to uh, stay in Europe? There's many, why, many... Why well, there's many reasons. Um, free travel. Uh, by free travel, I mean that you can pass through one country to another without any border controls. Um, you know, so there's free movement. Um, in terms of education, 
We have many, many students coming from all over the European Union, and this is a big bonus for Scotland. Those students in Scotland and the rest of the EU do not pay tuition fees. Wow. So we don't pay a penny. So myself, when I went to university, my wife, um, three of my sons, daughters-in-law, all gone to university, we've not paid a penny. And we've met and become great friends with many other nationalities within Europe who have studied in Scotland and because of the European Union rules and because of Scotland's stance on wanting people to be educated, they have not had to pay a penny in tuition. Mm. So that's a, that's a massive bonus. My daughter-in-law, one of them, she is from the Republic of Ireland, um, which is separate from the United Kingdom, but is joined to Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom. Um, she married one of my boys, moved over to Scotland. She's now in her third year at university and wow. has never had to pay tuition. So wow. that's another thing. Research. Scotland is huge for research. In fact, an area close to where we live and where I'm from, the city of Dundee, uh, has two universities and they receive a massive amount of EU funding for research. So there's a huge concern that if we do eventually leave the European Union, then that funding is going to be withdrawn, which means a loss of jobs, you know, a slump in the economy, etc. So it's a concerning time. Yeah, it's too bad. Yikes. So is there a, because of the um, EU or European European Union, Union is uh, there a lot of camaraderie between different countries or the countries that get along better than others? Yeah, collectively we all dislike the English. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so the countries in the European Union include, like, is that Germany and yes. Switzerland? Yes, Germany. Switzerland's not part of the European Union, but they do have a trade agreement with the European Union. Okay. By the way, I'm kidding when I say we all dislike the English. We, we dislike the Westminster government. Um, you know, my dad's English, so, you know, that makes me 50% English. So, just to clarify that point, especially if you're listening, Dad. Very nice. So, okay, so there's like this camaraderie. Yes, there is. So, yeah, you've got the likes of France, so people Spain, like each Italy. other, right, yeah. for the most part. And, and so they're okay with the European Union European want Union. the United Kingdom to stay. They don't want to see oh, us really? leaving. You know, we are one of the major players within the European Union right. in terms of wealth as a nation, although the Westminster government are absolutely brilliant at spending it and spending more than they have. So we have, as a nation, quite a lot of debt running into, yeah, trillions. Yeah. 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 Not our problem. So when we become independent. I wonder why they don't just have England... Do separate and then those like Scotland and Ireland want to stay to stay part of it you know I think certainly that would be very very complex right. uh, I mean from my point of view great I want to see Scotland Sounds as more a simple than it is yeah yeah I want to see Scotland as a stand a standalone nation as part of the European Union something else I touched up I didn't touch upon is that when we do travel anywhere in Europe our health care is free as well so we don't have to pay for health care and that is a reciprocal agreement that when any European Union um, visitors are within the UK, if they fall sick, then they don't have to pay for any, you know, um, health visits or operations or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's all taken care of as part of a reciprocal agreement. So 
but when we leave the European Union, that will change. Yeah. You know, that that agreement will no longer be in place. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so moving on. So, is you, do you travel pretty frequently? Yeah. Yeah, my wife and I, Susan, we love to travel. Yeah? Yeah, so... Yep. If you were to make some recommendations of places you visited, what would you say? After Ireland? Scotland, of course, you have to come to Scotland. Um, I would say the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, beautiful parts of the well, country. We went to Isle of Skye. That's right. That's pretty cool. Went to Isle of Skye, and we also went to the Isle of Harris in Lewis. That's right, yeah. Um, and uh, great surfing out in Lewis and Harris. That's the Tweed. And Harris Tweed, uh, which is hand-woven and sent throughout the world. Even Nike have trainers with Harris Tweed on them. Wow. So I wouldn't want to wear them over here in this heat, <laughs> but right. you feet would cook. Yeah, this is a no-shoe kind of area. It certainly <laughs> is, definitely. And Norway, absolutely Norway. adore Norway. It's wow. a beautiful country. The fjords, the mountains, you know, the food, absolutely stunning place to visit. Wow. And then, you know, within Europe itself, you know, there are areas of France that are great, you know, um, Spain, Switzerland, Austria. If you're into skiing, the Alps, the Dolomites in Italy, absolutely. That's where I learned to ski, the Dolomites in Italy. Wow. Um, so I make that a mountains. strong recommend. Oh, some absolutely stunning mountains, yeah. So wow. there are uh, some great areas to go and visit. How is it traveling if, you, if they speak different languages? It's not really a problem. Um, we most people within Europe are, you know, taught English at school. Yeah. That helps. Um, we probably are kind of a lazy nation when it comes to learning other languages. <laughs> Same. You know, so <laughs> it's very much a case of you get by. I mean, you get your classroom French, classroom Spanish, classroom German, wow. and that seems to be enough to get by. But the likes of Scandinavia, they sp they speak better English than we do in Scotland. Wow. You know, so... Um, and again, a lot of TV programs that they get are English-based, whether they be from the UK, whether they be from the United States. You know, th there's a lot of English programs, so kids learn at a very early age, so it's not a problem traveling around Europe. It really isn't a problem. Nice. That's good news. So when you come here, do you think you have the same kind of experience where the, there's, well, I guess over there, the cultures are somewhat more similar? I, well, actually, funny enough, you can cross a border. A, a case in point, Scotland, England, we really are different nations. Huh. Uh, even though we're on one island, a very small island, you know, and there's about 63 million people live in Scotland, England, Ireland and Wales. So it's you know not a huge population, but it's a very small island, and certainly Scotland to England, I would say there's a massive cultural difference, yeah. even a different way of thinking, and I think that was evident oh, wow. with the Brexit yeah. vote. Makes Scotland sense. in every area voting to leave. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Scotland voting to remain, and England and Wales deciding that they wanted to yeah. stay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so the question from the audience over here uh -huh. is, uh, so what are some of the, the taxes differences between the, the countries? If, you, if they're all part of the European nations, do taxes go to the European nations? Or when you purchase anything within the country, there'll be tax right. on the, the goods Sales that tax. you buy, etc. So it stays within the country. It doesn't go to the European Union. However, countries who are members of the European Union 
have to make payments. That's based on their GDP, gross domestic product. Mm -hmm. um, so from various countries, it will vary. So UK being quite a wealthy nation, right, they're a big contributor they make, to as is Germany and France, countries like Greece, Spain, they don't pay nearly as much as wow. uh, we do. So yeah, the wealthier you are, the more money you pay. Mm, nice, makes sense. So if you, when you come over here, what are some of the biggest differences you think, or you notice? Well, price of gas. Yeah. You know, wh it which cheaper or more here? It's much cheaper. It's about a third of the price we really? pay per gallon. Yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, between two and three times. It's oh gone up gosh. since the last time we were here. Um. But yeah, so that's a big, big difference. Which again is kind of annoying factor because in Scotland we've got all these oil fields, all the revenue goes to England, and yet we have the highest gas prices in Europe. Wow. So, yeah, that's a bit frustrating. So that's one major, major thing. If you're talking specifically Maui, beautiful place, but it's quite expensive, mm. you know. Um, for example, I bought, I don't know, a gallon of milk, and it was organic, so you pay a little bit more, but it's a, we pay a quarter of the price back home. Oh, really? Yeah, than what so we pay here. Big difference. Yes, yeah, absolutely a big difference uh, in in the shop prices that I can see. Um, but I mean, the vastness of the country is just something to behold. You know, we've done a lot of miles in the air on this particular trip: <laughs> Arizona to California, back to Arizona to Portland to Maui. We're going back to Arizona, and then. Um, back home so wow. uh, we've seen a lot from the air or the you know I mean, just <laughs> the immense vastness of the united states and just uninhabited just yeah. amazing just amazing whereas you know i bet you look over the out the window sometimes you can see just spot this barren yeah right? absolutely absolutely or it's agricultural land yeah but you know it stretches for absolutely miles and miles so yeah. so that's been quite uh, quite good to see thank goodness for clear skies because it gave us <laughs> the opportunity to see that that's pretty cool i guess like you're visiting all the nice warm places right now well it's winter back home yeah it gets dark very very early in the winter we have um, not as bad as the likes of the northern parts of Norway where they have you know the midnight sun in the summer where it just never gets dark yeah we ha in the summer we can have easily 15 to 18 hours of daylight wow um, and you know even I say night time it's dark it's not that dark yeah well, I know? remember being there going to bed and it was still <laughs> you could still see outside yeah yeah absolutely in the winter, we've got the flip of that because yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon, it starts to get dark. Oh, my goodness. And then probably eight, nine o'clock in the morning, it's starting to get lighter at that wow. particular point. So, yeah. So, it's only light between 10 and 3-ish? More or less. Wow. More or less, you've got full daylight. That's quick. It is. But, you know, it's something nice as well that, you know, we, we like having the seasons. We've got the four seasons. Yeah, that is it's nice. It's not just every day is the same. Right. Know. Um, we have days in summer that you would think it was winter and in the winter you get days you think it was summer so um, it can be unpredictable after all we are an island in the Atlantic so thankfully we stay on the east so we don't get some of the the, the worst weather they yeah. do get that in the west but on the east we're much much more fortunate That's in fact awesome. we stay in the sunniest part of Scotland good good it's a bit like Maui 
<laughs> oh, there you go. It is nice in the summer. Well, let's see. Do you guys have any questions for Jimmy? Yes, yes, we can. We have seen them from our home, but the further north you go uh, in Scotland, then yeah, you get more chance and more opportunity to see it. But yeah, we've been very lucky. We've seen it quite a few times. It's going to be pretty cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Probably my final tip of the day is you have to come to Scotland and visit. There you go. I know you've been, Sam. What would you say the best time, best food to try? and like the like activity or something that you would do like seeing a cat seeing a certain castle or something it, it, i mean if you're into scenery and picturesque views then you get some stunning you know views every turn that you take it looks different the further north you go it becomes less populated very mountainous so if you're into hill walking rock climbing fantastic if it's winter time and we're fortunate enough to get a good dump of snow there's some great scheme we've got five ski resorts in the whole of scotland um, which oh. doesn't sound many but we're only a population of around five million but we do get ski tourists so oh, that's cool i would say that we've got lots of water-based activities you know many locks so there's lots of boats you know etc water skiing and the likes we've got beaches all over food well, it's kind of funny because the most popular food in Scotland is actually Indian cuisine. Yeah, that's good. We had that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so um, if you find a good, good Indian, that's fine. If not, you can always come to our house because I love making curry. <laughs> Alternatively, traditional fish and chips. There you go. Go down to Anstruther. Anstruther Fish Bar, very, very popular. It's won the award of best fish and chip shop in the United Kingdom several times. But there are some other equally as good ones, you know, uh, around Tail End and St. Andrews. They've also got a place in Dundee. So they're very well worth a visit. Um, you've got Cromars in St. Andrews as well. If you're into golf, St. Andrews, the home of golf in Fife, it has, I think, maybe in and around Fife, maybe 12 championship quality courses. Wow. I don't play golf, but um, yeah, there are plenty of opportunities. Yeah, in fact, you can't build a house in North East Five, but if you want to build an 18 hole golf course, <laughs> yeah, no bother at all. Very nice. Yeah, well, there's diff two different types of traditional dancing, and this again is one of the differences between ourselves, uh, you know, and other nations within the United Kingdom. I suppose they've got their own dancing. But we have Scottish Highland dancing, which is. What I did um, from the age of four, um, probably up until full time, probably until I was about 23, 24 there or thereabouts. Um, still dance, but the knees are absolutely knackered. That's a Scottish word for worn out. And um, we get Scottish country dancing, which is more social dancing. Um, and that is great fun. So you get that at Cayley's, which... In the olden days, it's a Gaelic word for a party, you know, oh, nice. um, so you get Cayley bands, which I have one, and we go out and we play at Cayley's, and it's just fantastic fun. <laughs> you know, real good social dancing, you know, where everybody just gets, you know this, if you're looking for a partner of the opposite sex, a Cayley's the place to go <laughs> because you could dance with... Numerous amount of the opposite <laughs> the whole night. So yeah, strongly recommend a Kaylee. There you go. 
And so you, what do you play? In the band, I play guitar. Oh, wow. Um, but I also play bagpipes. Bagpipes, you're good at the bagpipes. Yes, and I even brought the bagpipes over to Maui with me. There you go, we'll have to listen to it a so, little bit. Yeah, I was playing on the beach the other night um, in the 1,000 degree temperature that seemed <laughs> to be down there. <laughs> so How'd you get into that? Well, that's an, uh, well, it's an interesting um, for me um, because my mum, she is a drummer or was a drummer in a pipe band. Uh, so when my brother and I were younger, we used to get dragged all over Scotland in the summer visiting the Highland Games where mum was competing. And from there, it just developed that, you know, that I had a love of pipe bands and playing the pipe. So I ended up picking up a practice chanter or getting a practice chanter and learning to play. And by the time I was 16, I was playing in a pipe band. And, wow. you know, as a musician, I've played all over, you know, and the pipes has always been my main instrument. So awesome. um, I've been very, very lucky. Um, you know, as I say, I've played all over Canada, the States, Europe. I've even played in Maui now. <laughs> Second time, because the last time I was here, I was I was fortunate enough to be a guest at um, Fleetwoods on Front Street. Okay. And they have a resident piper who plays um, for the sunset. So we'd been chatting a few days beforehand. He told me to come along, and if I did, he would let me play his pipe. So That's I've cool. played at Fleetwoods on Front Street in Maui. So, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. So... Oh, you're also in the music video for the piano guys. Yeah, I was really, really lucky uh, and fortunate. I got a contact to say that the piano guys were in Scotland. They were away to make a video for their uh, video, uh, the fight song with Amazing Grace. And they were looking for pipers, etc. They were struggling. So they asked if I could help out and through their efforts and my efforts, we were able to get pipers and drummers and... On the 13th of October 2015, we all met at a castle called Aileen Donnan Castle, uh, which is famous because it's been used in so many different movies, Hollywood blockbusters like, um, ah, there you go, I can't even remember the name of it. What's the one? Um, Queen did an album for one of them. Highlander. Highlander, that's it. Highland Imagine forgetting that, Highlander. Um, that was one of the big movies that was filmed at Alien Dawn and there's been wow. a Rob Roy, etc. All got a Scottish theme, of course. Um, so that's where they chose to make the video. So it was kind of an out-of-the-way location. But anyway, on the day we managed to get um, Pipers and Drummers to appear. The guys had you know a very clear vision of what they were wanting so the start of the video you'll see all the pipers and drummers in a wooded area and then later as the tune progresses you'll see the band walking over the bridge towards the castle we then break form a circle around um Stephen john who are uh, two of the piano guys and um we eventually strike up and we we play along with them so very cool. very lucky so i, I was I'm very pleased to I've had that opportunity and this year they were doing a very small European tour and uh, we're coming to Glasgow so for all the help etc with the video they said if they were ever playing anywhere just let them know and they would get me complimentary tickets so I held them to their word I got in contact with them and I said you're coming to Glasgow it's an hour and a half from me I want to come and see you can I get complimentary tickets they said no bother at all however we need pipers <laughs> so uh, back to square one I managed to get some of the guys that were actually on the video and um, 
we appeared with the piano guys in Glasgow um, oh, earlier this year. So, yeah, so that's it. I've worked with them twice. Great guys, you know, and uh, great experience j- nice. just working with them. They're just so passionate about the music, you know, yeah. really committed. And, they're you know, they're just fun guys. Good. So, um, yeah, love, love love the four of them. They're really good awesome. guys. Wow, you're moving up in the ranks then, Jimmy. Your music is becoming popular. Uh, well, don't know if my music is, but theirs is. Well, but you're it in was demand, it sounds like. Well, it was nice It was nice for them to, to, to f- after the experience with the video, that they could call on somebody that they could rely on who could help them, you know. And That's so cool. I was uh, lucky in that respect. Awesome. And great. So, yeah. I uh, I'm still in contact with them, so any time I'm in the St George area or near across beside us, then yeah. happy yeah. to to meet up. Awesome. Well, Jimmy, it's been awesome having you on the yeah. on this Millennial Crew today. Real uh, pleasure. Check out the video in a second. But uh, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Jimmy. Great stuff. Thanks for having me, Sam. Bye, everybody.